We'd like to welcome everyone back to the Nova Society. And today we continue our conversation with Dr. Scott Gersher as we discuss the looming legal cases and what those legal cases and the presentation of those legal cases might mean for Trumpism in the future. So let's listen in. With all the cases coming up, the, the odds of beating all 91 felony cases is astronomical. Yeah, I don't, I, mean, think he's beaten, I don't think he's beaten one of them. Well, I mean, once they finally go to trial, once he's, these felony cases that he's up against go to trial, the, yeah. the chance of him beating all 91 I mean, one or two charges, yeah, maybe, you know, you got a pretty good shot. But prosecutors don't bring these things if they don't think they can win. Absolutely. I mean, they, they the, think the, they can. The DOJ is very good at this. Yeah, and prosecutors, yes. Fanny, Fanny Willis, from what I have read and from the conversations that I've had with my brother, who is hoping would join us today, maybe in the future he will. Absolutely. Uh, because he's a former prosecutor with, with uh, the Southern District of New York. And, uh, you know, a very good defense attorney now. And uh, he's got interesting thoughts on all of this stuff, but he he's, tends to be noncommittal. You know, he'll, he'll tell you what the facts are, but he's not going to say, I think it's going to go one way or another. He won't do that. I just don't understand how anyone, but especially an attorney who went to law school and, and uh, could you know, look at this as if, as they're picking on him, he has not been, uh, found, indicted by a roster of Democrats. He has been indicted by grand juries, which are mixed, just a random sampling of people and, uh, and grand juries are not they they tend to take their they're not partisan they tend to take their responsibilities very very seriously they tend to listen all juries do i think uh it's a great thing about juries is that is that they understand that this is really important and they'll leave their maga caps at the door and go in and go in the testimony that you that we're going to hear and in um georgia c because that trial will be televised it's going to be one Republican after another getting up and swearing that Donald Trump made them do it. Donald Trump did this and that. Donald Trump is is the cause of all of this, and that uh, and, and that he's that he's the guilty party. And I, you know, I think that there are going to be people peeling off and saying, you know, I, there was a report today that they're complaining he's not paying their legal fees which isn't you know yeah the, uh, ellis the, the young lawyer but not just had. like like all like even the you know the sort of uh the fake elector ones you know right. these are people who like have a casual relationship with you know with donald trump but ha are been long time republicans respectable people you know they're they're not in on the grift part of this at all uh, and somehow they got caught up in this again. It's a, the power of the televangelist, I believe. And, uh, uh, and, and, but he, you know, they're going to go to prison for this man and they've got to be at least beginning to wonder why am I doing this? And if, if I can flip and, and help myself and help my family, you know, I better do it. And, uh, 
I, it's it would be hard for me to believe that they that a whole bunch of them didn't do that, as as well as some of the other ones like Mark. I think Mark Meadows and and John Eastman have screwed themselves terribly by going on TV or in Mark Meadows' case, getting up under oath and testifying. They're basically saying they're basically saying they did exactly what they're accused of doing. But they seem to think that because Donald Trump told them to, it's okay. Right. And it's not. And in Mark Meadows' case, he's even kind of saying, well, I don't know or I don't recall to things that possibly could have helped him later on. And now he's on record sworn to saying, I don't recall or I don't know. So he can't even bring that up in his own defense. Right. So right. Uh, the the uh, this the lack of strategy on the case of these I'm I'm assuming Mark Meadows is an attorney himself and knows what he's doing, uh, Eastman the rest of them that are are putting themselves in a horrible position, um, and that they're doing it on behalf of Donald Trump, a guy who would not piss on him if they were on fire, Correct. and uh, you know just it just seems to me so uh, counter to their own well-being and, and the health of their families and everything that uh, they, they must think that there's some kind of miracle coming, but I don't think that there's a miracle coming. No, no, I, I totally agree with you. They, uh, I don't, I don't think there's a miracle coming. And when you look at the history of Donald Trump and you look at, again, loyalty from him goes one way. It's only, it's one way street. And when you mention about they're going to see this, uh, they're going to see the testimony. My problem is, I and in a rational world, that really should seal the deal. I mean, it really should seal the deal. But when you've got somebody like the former Attorney General of the United States under Trump, and I am, I have no great love for Bill Barr, but when he goes on television. And basically says this is all, you know, crazy stuff, and you know, and he he puts out the the story of him trying to tell Trump you didn't win, and that Trump knew he didn't win, and and it still doesn't change anybody's mind when you've got you know his former chief of staff, the general, uh, I can't remember his name, uh, that when he goes on television and says this guy's nuts mm -hmm. uh and, and i mean these are all people and i always go back to trump always said when he first was running i'm going to hire only the best people until he got rid of them and now they were the worst people in the world so whose fault is it the worst people in the world that you that 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 was hired or is it your fault for hiring them i mean rex tillerson rex tillerson is not an idiot the man was that was the ceo of exxon mobile for god's right. sakes he's not a moron uh, and, but because for whatever reason, um, he, he, afterwards he was lazy, he didn't know anything, uh, you know, totally worthless. And it, it's that narrative that comes out there afterwards. And, and these people that are going to be going to trial with, with Trump, if they don't see that that's going to be, he's going to get on the stand and basically throw everyone under the bus if it's going to save him. And yeah. that's the history. Yeah, he's not getting on the stand. That would be insane. I mean, he, he, I don't even know, like, if he realize. I, I can't imagine that he realizes 
what he's doing when he goes on Truth Social and makes what do you make twenty one videos in a row overnight, yeah. like all night long, making one video after another. Uh, I haven't seen any of them, but from what I've read about some of them, it's like he's he's really like gone round the bend. But he's not getting on the stand. I don't think because no lawyer would put him up there. Um, today, I don't know if you know this, but because uh, it just happened about an hour ago, um, Dom Dom Pizzola, who's one of the Proud Boys, who was arrested right. after in the aftermath, was sentenced to ten years in prison. He's the guy and, that broke the window. He's the guy who broke the window. Exactly. Right. And he had not been, by the way, a proud boy or uh, anything else until after the election. And he became sort of radicalized in, in a really big way. Um, says that his his instincts as an infantryman kicked in on, on at the Capitol on that day. And he just did what an infantryman would do or something like that. I didn't read that he was crying the way the other two did yesterday. Both of the gentlemen who get... Uh, sentence yesterday to longer sentences were both tearful as they addressed the judge. He, I don't think was, but he did say like, I ruined my life and I, I can't believe I did it. Um, they were asking for 21 years. He only got 10. So the judge showed him a great deal of leniency, but he gave this really remorseful statement to the judge. And then he went outside the courtroom, lifted his fist up and said, Donald Trump won, uh, shouted that out. So, I mean, there's no, uh, you know, there's no real repentance. There's no real, uh, the, I, I, I don't know how to describe it. I don't know what the word, I don't believe that there's ever been a word for it before this sort of like, uh, I know part of it is owning the libs and we've seen that before the beer drinking thing is an example of that, right? They'll do almost anything to, to try to, um, you know, to, to be spiteful, but, uh, but that, like, he just walked out of the courtroom. Does he not know that the judge could haul him right back in there and say, you know, what? I'm tacking another 10 years on your sentence because you obviously lied to me just now about the remorse that you said you felt. And uh, and I can sentence you to more time. And I am. I believe that they're going to be doing that to Stuart Rhodes when all is said and done, that Stuart Rhodes is going to get more than, uh, I forget what he got the 18 or whatever it was years that he got in uh, right. sentenced to in prison. Uh, and we haven't seen, obviously Tario is not going to be, uh, and who wasn't even in Washington DC at the time. Uh, his sentencing is set for Tuesday. So we don't know what he's going to get, but all of these people. And, and one of the guys yesterday's attorney said it. So like, why isn't the ringleader here? Why is Donald Trump still walking around? My client's going to prison. He had both of the clients yesterday. Um, but, but ask that question. I think it's a really good one. I don't know why they're not asking themselves that more. Why is this guy still walking around what, and not in, and not in prison, uh, yeah. when they're, when they're all going to prison and some, some of them are even out of prison, right. Already. Uh, so yeah, it, again, it is, tele televangelism, cultism. I'm not. I I don't know what the what the word. I can't. I can't. I just can't fathom it myself. Um, that people would do this to their lives on behalf of this man. Yeah, and and so many. Yeah. Um, of course, in the 1930s, when we had Nazi Germany, there were the ringleaders. Of course, the politicians, the people in the in the positions of power. 
but most of the German population, although they were maybe members of the Nazi party, because that was something that you had to do, they weren't this fanatical about it, that the fanaticism just, yeah, of course there, there were, there were people that, that were fanatic, fanatics about it, the brown shirts, but people, but your everyday average German was just an everyday average German. You know, this is right. the government Probably we have. Fearful, right? Probably yeah. more fearful than anything else. Absolutely. This is, this is taking that average American person, uh, and, and making weaponizing them. I mean, I, I really do. I, I like the televangel televangelist analogy. And I think there's a lot to be said to that analogy. And I, it does go to cultism and, and the creation of a cult. And the question then becomes, even if Trump goes away, the cult still exists. I think they, they go back to their lives that they had before. And that, and that this is a potentially, hopefully embarrassing part of their lives that they look back at and say, man, what was I thinking? But it, it's certainly possible that they're just waiting for the next person to come around. But I've never seen anything like this. Now, I don't, you know, I don't travel in circles. I don't live in a place like, you know, I don't live in Spartanburg where there's probably a mega church and, and people do attend and people do give their money to these incredibly wealthy people because they're being told that Jesus wants it that way. I like you may have more insight into this than I do because I certainly have none, but I, I think that they just go back to their lives and become the people that they were before. And, uh, and this is over and until the next person comes around and every now and then there's somebody who comes around like that, but it doesn't happen often. Thank goodness. Yeah. And we, we can hope that. And, and you're right uh, here, as far as mega churches are concerned, we probably have, I mean, nothing compared to what they've got in Texas. Um, but we've got, we've got, uh, Bob Jones university mm. is no more than 20 minutes from where I live. Yeah. Um, and that's a, a totally uh, a different environment down there. Um, but again, I hope you're right in the sense that Trump goes away. Trumpism, just all the people that are involved into it just fade back into the woodwork. I hope I hope that's correct. My fear is I, I look at and I again, I always go back to, to Nazism. Uh, students will say, well, we defeated Nazism. No, you didn't. You defeated Germany. Nazis, you know, the Nazi philosophy still exists today and we see it right here. Yeah. We see it right here in the United States. We see it all over the place. And the idea that it, we, that's an idea that that's a, that's a philosophy and an idea. You can't beat those with armies. You can beat a country, but you cannot beat an idea. And I think that's the, the big fear. So Scott and I will continue this conversation in our next episode. So that's all the time we have for today's episode. We'd like to thank our sponsors, the JCIS, an open journal for upcoming scholars. The JCIS is currently accepting article submissions for their fall 2023 edition. Call for papers information can be found in the description. The Phoenix Group, an independent research consortium offering solutions for social issues through multidisciplinary and unbiased research. And BH Conflict Resolution Services, a full-service dispute resolution firm offering expert 
and cost-effective mediation services to couples, groups, and businesses. BHCRS can be reached at www.bhcrs.com. We'd like to thank our podcast partners, Buzzsprout, who hosts the Nova Society, iHeartRadio, where people get their music and podcasts, Apple iTunes, the largest source for music and podcasts on the internet, Spotify, the most popular source for the Nova Society podcast. Finally, PodKite, our analytical partners. We'd like to thank all of our listeners. If you have a comment, question, or would like to be a guest on the Nova Society, we can be reached at nova.society.podcast at gmail.com. We'd also like to remind everyone that the Nova Society podcast is now available on our new YouTube channel. We encourage everyone to check out the channel and like and subscribe. The link can be found in our description. Remember, the power of society is knowledge. So for Dr. Brooklyn Ann Weldon and all of us here at the Nova Society podcast, I'm Dr. Mark Bound. Be well, and we hope to see you again next time.